Well, welcome everybody. We're going to jump on in. I want to welcome everybody that's tuning in online and also everybody that's here. How many, body, how many folks had a good week so far? Good. Anybody think it's too hot yet? Oh, come on now. Oh, man, it's nice. There's been some nice weather. It's nice to be able to get out and do a few things. And, but in the midst of those things, does anybody ever feel like they're under pressure? No, not us, right? We feel a little overwhelmed sometimes, you know? And I thought, you know, going through the, the week this week, uh, I thought, man, I can relate to this. So, you know, we're in a, a time in our life that uh, life moves pretty fast, doesn't it? Can I get an amen there? You know, I thought about that. Today's age, things move fast. We want everything right now. How many people want everything right now? Come on, be honest. Right now. I mean, right now. We want it right now, man. We want that 401k to go up right now. We want our, our drive-through service to be right here, right now. Everything microwavable and stuff. It's just amazing, isn't it? So we got drive-throughs. We got uh, Med Express. We got fast computers. We want. We want. You got somebody calling right now because they couldn't be here. Yeah, come on now. We don't care. We're good. Oh, I love that because the person that has the phone. I thought I turned it off. And then other people go, I didn't turn mine off. You don't care, man. Tell them, say, hey, it's still time. And if they can't make it, get online, right? It's all good. So we like it fast. We like things going, going, going. You know, you have to think about this. You can download an app, be texting somebody, putting it on an email, everything else, riding a bicycle, all these things, and have a drink in your hand. Talking to people all over the world at once. And you wonder why you're stressed out. Anybody multitask? You ever feel like you got, you know, you got that, that little, uh, what is it, plate over here and another one? And you think, no way, they can't just add one more. And when somebody goes, we need to add five more. But you know what? In the midst of things, we need to continue to know who's in control. A lot of times we just try to do too many things. How many know that saying no is not a bad thing? Yeah, yeah I'm preaching to me on that. Sometimes it's like, I can't get to that today, you know? doesn't mean you love them any less. It doesn't mean that their situation is any less important, but there's only so much of you to go around, amen? But there's a whole lot of God to go around. So that's what I want to point to today and, and look at some of the things here. So as I was looking through the Word this week, and this really started out of uh, the, the devotion that I did on uh, Wednesday. I don't know if many of you guys get a chance to look at some of those online. We do the live stream on Monday and Wednesday, Bible study on Tuesday, and then uh, here on Sunday. So we can just feel like we are overwhelmed and beat down. Now, I took a couple of days off this week. It was kind of nice. But it just seemed like the week was just as long as it was if I was working. Did that ever happen to you guys? You ever think, man, I need to get back to work to rest. Does that happen? I mean, there's, a, there's some home projects, man, that would just start mounting up, you know? I got a, all the guys are smiling. Don't say a word, man. Don't say a word. Don't say a word. Just, just say, amen. That's good. But we can get overwhelmed, man, in, in doing things. But you know what? I think this is the key that I see in my life and I see through Scripture. When we set the Lord first as our priority, he has a way of working those things out. Amen. Because if me and you try to do it, we are stopping and starting and doing and this. But we ask the Lord to order our steps. That's a big, big deal right there. So when I was looking through the word this week, I love Psalm 40. Anybody familiar with that? Well, you'll get familiar with it today. Uh, I'm just really going to look at the first three verses on that today. But I want to ask you something. This is David writing this psalm. And I want you to just close your eyes for just five seconds. And when I say David, when we're thinking about David in the Bible... What's the first thing that comes to mind about his life? Okay. Anybody got it? Let me, let me just ask you a thing. Grandmama, what do you think? Man after, man, man after God's own heart. Anybody else? What do you think, Rob? 
You know what else a lot comes back to that? Anybody else? Anybody else? Okay. Let's look at a few things. We think about this. Do we think of him as a songwriter, a musician, a warrior, a king, a shepherd, a servant? Do we think about his downfall with Bathsheba? Do we think about him murdering that man? You see what I'm saying? And as I was looking through the word of God, and really, that's where I wanted to end up with, but you're just too fast, Grandmama. You already know that. You you give your honest answer. That was on her mind. A man after God's own heart. What does it look like to be a person after God's own heart? And I think we're going to see through this few scriptures today why he's a man after God's own heart. There's a few things here. I've got ten different things I wrote down. He was humble. He was reverent. He was respectful. He was trusting. He was loving. He was devoted. He was filled with praise for the Lord. He was faithful, obedient, and he was quick to repent. He blew it, but he was quick to repent. God is in the restoration business. So many times, if you've if you seen this, somebody will be riding high in life or doing different things, especially when the press is involved. Oh, look at this, look at this. And they miss the mark. And it discounts everything they ever did in their life. That's a shame. Aren't you glad that God doesn't view it that way? Now, with that being said, I'm not saying that God's soft on sin. David had a lot of repercussions from that in his life. But God still used him. Anybody feel like they're unusable at times? Different things. You say, man, that, I really believe that. I hope today's message will restore you, encourage you, and, and just get you, get that smile back on your face. And as we're seeing here, get that new song on your lips. Amen. So with that being said, we're going to jump into a few things. And I want to read the verse where we're, well, I'll tell you, i got it right on this other one here. Psalm 40 is where we're at. We're going to read through a few things here. And this is David writing. He said, I waited patiently for the Lord to help me. And he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet upon a rock and steadied me as I walked along. He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see what he has done and be amazed. I love this. They will put their trust in the Lord. And down in the Bible, it says, telling others of God's work for his glory. Isn't it amazing when God, when somebody sees a transformation in your life for the good, and you can give them the one word answer why? Jesus. Jesus. What's going on in your life? Man, the Lord. I used to say this a lot, and then I've kind of backed off of it because i got a lot of different answers. I used to say, hey, how you doing? Tell me something good. Tell me something. What's, and I used to say this. What's God doing in your life? And you ought to see people when you say that their, their eyes start flicking and they start going to go, I, 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 you know? Sometimes they say, well, he woke me up today. I said, well, that's a good start. Man, you know, God's put my family back together. God's got me a job. God's, you know, I, I like to see how we respond to that. So if I ask you that, what would be your answer? You don't have to shout it out. Just think about it. What's God doing in your life? He's walking me through this. He's holding my hand. He's keeping me strong. I'm waiting patiently on the Lord. How many people like to wait? No hands, nowhere. <laughs> my hands are down too. We don't usually like to wait. But sometimes as we are waiting, God is working things in our hearts, in our situation, behind the scenes. Amen? So as we are waiting and prayerfully seeking the Lord, it's not a bad place. And waiting is a hard time. But when you look at this, you can see as as you go through situations, you might think, man, I I just don't feel effective when I'm waiting. You ever see somebody who's just got to be busy? You're looking at them, right? 
Got to be doing something. Got to be doing something. And then I said, man, I wish I had a day off. And Miss Tanya usually says, you don't know what to do with the day off. But I like to try that. But I don't know. I usually get it. But I like on those days off, I end up hanging out with my friends or doing some visit, visiting and things like that. Because in case you ain't noticed, I love people. I love you guys. I love meeting people and talking to people and everything else. And in the midst of that, get to share Jesus. What a deal. I went up to the car show for a few minutes yesterday and looking around at the cars. And the next thing you know, man, I was talking about Jesus. So you can take him anywhere because he's going with you anyway, right? He's with us all the time. Why not introduce him to other people as you're out and about? So we look at things here. And I, I know I say this many times and I feel like I need to say it again today. I never want to minimize what you're going through. I want to maximize the glory of God that will bring things to your life to make you an overcomer in Christ, come out victorious. So, you know, when you're sitting there and say, well, buddy's talking about it, buddy's talking about, I want to get us plugged in to what God says will work, amen? And that's what I hope you hear today. So if you guys get a chance, go ahead and read through all of Psalm 40 this week and just kind of meditate on that. So I want to start out with being pulled from the pit. Now, first off, what do you mean by pit? Well, I started to write a few things down, and I thought, well... You know, a place of desperation, stronghold, sickness, depression, temptation, uh, unforgiveness, damaged relationships, any of these things, right? That's, that's pretty tough stuff. But I realized the pit that I might be in today might not be the same pit I'm in next week. How about you guys? Today things are good. Tomorrow I might lose a job. Tomorrow I might have a bad doctor's report or whatever like that. But regardless of the pit that you're in, and no matter the depth of that pit, God's arms know no distance to reach out and pull his children out. I want you to hear that today. So whatever that may be, that place of desperation that we're going to be talking about, God did not leave you. Amen? I know sometimes it feels like that. And, and Miss Georgia shared last week, and I appreciate that. She said she was going through different things in her life. There was a time in her life she said, Lord, where are you? I just need you. Where are you? And she said she could feel the presence of God just wrap her arms around. Man, in that desperate cry that many of us have at many times, and we see just like what David said, I wait patiently for the Lord to help me. And he turned to me and heard my cry. What happens when God hears your cry? I know in my life, matter of fact, if you guys didn't realize this, I've, sent, I've shared this song. We shared a song earlier that I wrote um, some years ago called Feet of the Father. Here I am again in a time of desperation. That's real. That was a tough time in my life. Through those different things, God will bring a new song. Amen? You know, I love writing music. And I love writing music for the Lord. And if you write, talk to any songwriters, they'll probably tell you they write a whole lot of songs when their heart is broken. Amen? We learn a whole lot of different things when we go through some of the tough stuff. And I don't want to get sidetracked like that. But when, I, when we pulled that song out today, I said, man, that's the song I want to share today. Here I am in a time of desperation, knowing all I need is you, you know? When I think about that, when everything else is stripped away, are you still confident in Christ, in your crisis? I pray. See, that's why we come each week and, and each day to build our relationship up. So when those times come, and let me just tell you the news, they will come. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Oh, everything's... We're going to have some tough stuff. Let me tell you, I visited people 
the last two weeks that things in their life would curl your hair up and down, up and down, all over the place. Anything from losing a loss of limb to children taking off and uh, money situations, anything. The pit. Their pit might look different than yours, but it's just as dark for them as it is for you. But let me tell you about the good news, the light. How about that? Let's take a look at a few things. Now, David was a man after God's own heart, and he still had pitfall experiences. You ever felt like, well, Lord, I'm doing everything right, but why is this happening to me? Boy, it's quiet. You know you asked that question. It's like, I was trying to do right. You know what? What does it say? The rain falls on the just and the unjust. We live in a world that is sin-filled, right? This is temporary. Somebody say amen if they believe this is temporary and happy about that. Even on your best day. Not going to compare to what God has for us. Amen. Keep our eyes on the prize. Keep our eyes focused on the finished work of the cross. Amen. So seeing David with all these things going on in his life. Worship leader. Man. You know, you know let's go back in David's life. When they were, when the, the, the Lord told him, hey, we're going to go pick a, pick a new king. He wasn't even considered by his family. The dad lined, Jesse lined up all the guys. Goes through there. Hey, what do you think? Is that him? That's not him. That's not him. That's not him. That's not him. Boom. It's also, you got any other boys? You got any, got any other folks here? Man. Well, we got David. Dad didn't even consider him in the lineup. Many of you may be here and feel like, man, that sounds like some of my family stuff. Not here to pull off scabs or anything else. I want you to see that a man after God's own heart experienced many of the things that maybe you have. And you will. And God still used him. And that relationship that he had with the Lord was amazing. You can have that same relationship. Amen? Isn't that good to know? You can have that same relationship. But I wanted to kind of hit on that a little bit. We think, oh man, you know, not everybody goes through this. Why is it always me? It's not always you. Okay? That's the truth. It's not always you. It's not always me. And you know what I found that helps me with it? Oh, why is it me? Help somebody else. Plug in and do something to help somebody else. And you'll find out it's not you. Always you, I should say. You look around and you, you spend some time with somebody and you see what's going on. And, 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 and ask them what's going on in their life. And maybe you can be a blessing. Maybe just a little piece of the puzzle. But I'm going to tell you what. It'll do your heart good. Serving. And she mentioned this, and Cindy was here a couple of weeks ago about serving the city. Hey, that's a great place to plug in. There's things that we want to try to do this summer as well. And if you guys got ideas about things we can do to plug in, to encourage folks in the Lord, to glorify God and grow in our relationship with the Lord, bring it up, man. Let's, let's talk about it. Let's do that. But we all are in this thing together. Amen. So we see that David had some, some, some pitfalls and uh, pit experiences. How did he respond to those things? Let's take a look at this. First verse, he said, I waited patiently for the Lord to help me, and he heard me, He turned and he turned to me and heard my cry. Man, how often do we try to fix it ourselves, and the last resort is we call out on the Lord. Oh, it's, well, I, it's, it's just a small thing. You know, but God is loving and he's interested in all things. Aren't you glad of that? I think about this a lot of times. I really believe that God blesses us with children so we can kind of get a little bit of a view how we do him. Does that make any sense? You love your kids. When that baby's born, they did nothing in the world for you to love them, but you love them. You just love them. 
man, that's like us. What do we do? Here, Lord, watch this little tap dance. <laughs> We're impressing God. He's impressed with who you are because that's who you are. That's amazing. So you turn around, and then you want to know, hey, how's things at school? How's things here? No, same old thing. You, know, you just want more. You know? You, you, you don't want your kids. I, I, don't, I don't want my kids to move off far. Four minutes from driveway to driveway is just about right. Just about right. <laughs> it's, it's rough on your toolbox, dads, but it's all right. You know where your tools are, right? I like my family close. How about you guys? I like our family communicating. I'll just throw this in again. On the back of your handouts, it has a thing on the remind that we can keep up with one another. If there's some prayer requests and different things, please, I'll try to mention that each week so that we can continue to keep everybody in the loop. But we like to be with our loved ones. Amen? And he says, look at this here. He says, I waited patiently. That's one of the hardest things. How many times are you waiting for your, for your sweetheart to get home when it's raining? When you're waiting for, when you're waiting for your kid to call when they get there? Waiting for them to text when they walk down this, this one area and they're going to get to a place. You're waiting for them to text and how did the test go? Whatever it is, you're just waiting and you want to hear that. As a mom or a dad, how much more does God want to hear? Lord, I meet you. Man, I think back. How many people like to pray out loud? Some people get are nervous about that. And I know scripture talks about, you know, oh, let me just pray for other people. I'm not talking about that. You know, I think back of one of the most heartfelt prayers I've prayed in my life, thinking about this time. Lord, you gotta do something. That's simple. Lord, you gotta do something. Because I don't know what to do. That simple. No big fancy words. Just a heart, just, I don't know what to do. Have you ever been in that spot? Lord, you gotta fix it. I can't fix it. Mom and dad can't fix it. Neighbor can't fix it. Money can't fix it. Only you can fix it. That's the pit, man. When you're laying on your, your, your floor in a ball and you just go, God, please fix this. Now, I don't know if anybody's been through that. I hope you don't. But I'm going to tell you, somebody's got a story like that in their life. Somewhere or another. And to know that God answers to know that God will hold you. To know that God will just listen. Have you ever had a, a friend and they think they're being a friend and you say, man, I just don't know what I need to do about this situation. I've tried this and everything. They say, well, what you need to do, you should have never done that. And if you've done that, what did you expect? I don't think I need that all the time. There's probably times in our life we do need that. But I'm talking when you're broken. I'm talking when you know you already blew it. I'm talking about when you didn't have anything to do with the situation you're in. I'm talking about when you are just totally spent and under pressure. Man, look what David did again. He called out to the Lord. Let's see what else we see here. I said, there are some pits in life that only the Lord can rescue you from. Get a little ahead of myself, but that's true. There's things when money doesn't fix it. A smile doesn't fix it. A tap on the back and say, well, I'll be praying for you. That's all right if you mean it. And here's something that I found is very difficult as a friend, as a pastor, as a brother in the Lord, whatever. When somebody's going through something and you don't know what to do for them. And we often ask this, is there anything you need? 
And people hear that on the other hand over and over and they just say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't discount that because the person on the other end, they don't know. They, 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 want, they want to help. They, they want to, to, to try to be a part of the solution. And the truth of the matter is sometimes you just be in there. It's a piece of the puzzle. Sometimes just that text, hey, man, I'm praying for you today. Hey, you're on my heart today. You know, if there's something I can do, I, this is what I usually say. If there's some way that I can save you a step, let me know. You got brothers and sisters in the Lord who would like to try to help out some way. You know, never discount somebody's kind words that are from their heart. Amen. But here's the thing. They might not know what to say. Some people deal with situations. You know what they do? They avoid it. It's not happening. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I can't do that. Something else. Sometimes we take on other people's problems. We can't do that. But we can come alongside of them and encourage them and seek the Lord in those situations. Pray for them, intercede for them, and also ask the Lord, how, how can I be a blessing? You know? When, when I've had some of my surgeries in the past, people say, what do you need? What do you need? You know what I would always ask? Well, sometimes I would ask for a milkshake. But other than that, I would say, can you come on and see me? I love company. I love company. Yeah, I do. I, I love people. I, company is huge. You know? You don't have to bring nothing. You don't even have to say nothing. Just stop by. I like that. You know? And it's, well, you might be resting. Up. Wake me up. I'll rest when you leave. That's what I'm talking about. I see Dave smiling. He said he loves company. So y'all get with him on the end, and, and we'll, we'll just start a tour bus down here and say, hey, what's happening? That's it. And I'll tell you what, the door's always open. They're always so gracious. It means a lot to somebody. Because here's stuff. They can buy you stuff. They can take you stuff. They can do all this stuff, and all this is great. But you can't buy time. When somebody takes some time with you, that's the biggest gift you could give me. You know, people say, what do, what do you want for your birthday? What do you want for your birthday? What I usually do is say, I want to get together with a lot of people. I want to do stuff. I want to do something. And this is the crazy thing. I usually buy. It don't make no, because the blessing is to me, is I get to hang out with my friends. I like to do that stuff. Now, some people go, I, I just want to be left alone. Everybody's personality is different. You know, if you got 500 people in here, I say, I think we got room for one more over there in the corner. I like people. Because that's the way God's wired me. If you're different, that's okay too. Because God's wired you that way. But regardless of how you're wired, there's going to be some common denominators. You want to hear one? We all need Jesus. Amen. Let's pull it back to that. We all need the Lord. So look at that. Verse 2. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire. Man. How can you help others that have fallen in? Do we point out all their shortcomings? Do we point out everything? Well, you know you shouldn't have done that, like I said earlier. We can help them by pointing to Christ. We can help them. I can tell you this. I talk to a lot of moms, dads, husbands, wives, friends, things, my own family. How many know tough love is called tough love because it's not easy? That makes sense? Sometimes it's just tough love. That doesn't mean you don't love them anymore. That doesn't mean you don't think that their situation warrants this, that, or other thing. But what it does mean is this. I'm not going to enable the situation anymore. I'm not going to do that. Sometimes we have to have that person take the first step and we can come along. Amen. 
And know this. Many times we take first step and we fall down. And we take another step and we fall down. God doesn't just leave you there. And we're going to see that here shortly. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. Everybody doing good so far? All right. Anybody identifying with this message so far? Amen. I thought so. What else does he do? He sets us on the rock. He set my feet upon a rock and steadied me as I walked along. Man, when we look at this here, it is some, some beautiful uh, symbolic uh, picture here that they're painting with the rock. I had a few things written down. Yahweh is my rock and my fortress. God, the rock of my salvation. You see it all through scripture. God, the rock and my refuge, the rock and my strength. It applies even to the, to the rock in the wilderness being Christ, a living source of water. Amen. The rock, when you think about that. Steady ground, good foundation. How many know, regardless of what you do, you need a good foundation? That's a great place. That's a great place. You know, we see different things and you get a bad foundation. What happens? Things sag. Things do this way. Stuff like that. Or if you start moving a little bit like this, you know. Anybody ever built a fence? A guy at work was telling me he built a fence. And he said, man, I'm going to get my daughter to help a little bit. Everything. And, and, and you know, it's funny with, with kids. You could have same mama, same daddy, two kids. They're totally different. Somebody say amen. amen. Totally different. My buddy was sharing this. He said, I got one, man. She's like, Dad, I think that's off like a sixteenth of an inch. She's like, okay, baby, that's okay. The other one's like, uh, is this good? No, you might want to turn it this way. You know what I mean? So he's looking at this, and he's getting one of them helping him. He's like, here we go. We're going up. And it's, and it's starting to get off as he's going going down a little bit. How many know what's going to happen when you get to the end? That little, that little half inch here, it's going to be like a foot and a half at the end of the driveway. And he's like, uh, I appreciate the help, baby, but we got to get that. And then, see, when somebody points that out in our life, or when we go back, we go, you're just being picky. No. If you keep on that same path, you're going to be way, way out later. Same with life. You know? I'm not telling you everything's got to be perfect straight down the line when you're building something. Hey, yeah, we want to do our best and everything else. Some people are very gifted with that. Some people are over the top with that. It's like, oh, man, I, oh, man, look at that right there. What? You know, Lord, help us to find that sweet spot in there. But when we look at those things and we start building our life, are we building our life on the rock of Christ? Are we building everything we believe? Man, I don't care what you've got invested in. I don't care what you, how big your house is. I don't care any of those things, any of those things. I don't care what you've done. I don't care what you're going to do, all that. Man, when that time comes and you take your last breath, this is the only question that's going to be answered, asked. Do you know Jesus? Do you know him? Personally, have you put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ? Preach it every week. That's the story. That's the deal. God's not going to be saying, man, you know what? I, I noticed you got a really nice 401k. Not saying nothing's wrong with that. He wants us to be wise and smart. Hey, you know, man, I, I saw you have 27 vehicles and they're all shiny. That's nice. I'm not preaching against stuff. I'm preaching for Jesus. Amen. You see what I'm saying? God, you, God blesses us with those things. That's great. But is he top when we go to serve? Is he first? Amen. You know what I see sometimes? The very thing God blesses us with sometimes is the very thing that we put in between him and us. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Lord, if I just get that job. If I get that job, I'm going to get that job. Oh, Lord, I need that job. Get that job. I ain't seen him in three months at the church. Well, I've been working a lot. Okay. That's between you and God. Oh, man, you know, Lord, I need that sailboat. Man, I get that sailboat. Oh, I got, got that sailboat. 
and they float right by the church and keep on going. Then I hear, right, do y'all ever hear this? Well, I don't have to go to church to worship. You're right. You don't. Should be worshiping every day, all the time, amen? But what about growing in your relationship? What about the piece of the puzzle that you are in the family of God, right? What about, he says, don't forsake the assembly of God. What about that? I know people got stuff going on, different things like that. I'm talking about when those things get between you and God. It can happen. You think about that. You know, you think, man, the Lord says, hey, I want you to do this and do this and do this. And you go, yeah, but as soon as I finish my stuff, amen, as soon as I get all my stuff done, then, hey, I'll be there. That's not putting him first, is it? Are we obedient to the word of God when he says that? And the truth of the matter is, sometimes yes, sometimes no. Lord help us to be more of a yes person in that situation. But how are you going to do that if you keep your Bible shut and you don't go to church and you're not listening to the Lord and you're not praying every day? You're not going to hear real well, are you? Anybody, anybody, how many people did sports coming along? Yeah, some type of thing. All right. Or a craft or the type of work you did. You take a couple of days off. Man, you got to, okay, you got to regroup. Got to regroup. I've been playing guitar for years and years and years. And more I preach, the less I play guitar. I still play a lot. And I picked up a different guitar the other day. I said, man, you know what? I, I really like to get a different guitar. And I found out something. I found out that when I used to play 20 hours a week, and now that I play two hours a week, my hand is not as strong as it used to be. And I've been playing every day now, every day now, every day now. I told Thomas, my hand's getting stronger now. My hand's getting stronger. So what's the big deal about that? I'm going to use that right here. What happens if I'm only in the Word a little bit versus all the time? See, I see it in the physical. And I believe the Lord showed me that. He's like, you know what? You used to play this all the time. You used to do this all the time. Well, our life changes. Amen? Jesse loves to do a lot of different things. He's working out and everything. He says, Dad, why did you stop working out like you used to? <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> I was honest, right? But your life takes different changes, right? Because yesterday I had a lot of things that I wanted to do, but they never got to the list. I was like, I got to trim them bushes. So I said, well, I'll just trim a little bit of the bush because it's too hot. It was way too hot, but I kept on going. I will tell you this. I had a, 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 just a moment of clarity yesterday with my Buck Road technology, and I said, short arms, tall hedges equal fall off ladder. We got duct tape. Get the duct tape, baby. So I got this big, long stick, and me and Denise... Tape the end of that thing on there. What you do is you tape the safety on there so it just stays on all the time. Probably cut off a limb. Yeah, do that. And then you can really get that thing. I think I got them in there. She's like, that stuff is falling out of the ladder. Just hold a ladder. So, you know, so we try to band-aid it. And I'm thinking, I need to be safe with this. I'll just stand back here further. Now I'm really hanging off the ladder, right? But let me tell you. The last people that did my bushes, they did a pretty good job. But I thought, man, I wanted it boxed in and all this. I know why they're like this now. <laughs> I said, it looks as good as theirs. It's like this. And I'm at a, and it's getting hot. And I'm getting hot, and they're sweating your eyes. And you try to do everything, and the tape's starting to let go. And so now my things are, and then it gets stuck in the bush. And I'm telling you, the Lord showed me this way. That's just like our life. We try to put a band-aid on it. 
We wade out in the, in the far end of the pool and then we get stuck. Amen? There's a reason that it says 20 inches on that little clipper. I got about 42 out of that bad boy. Everybody's going to ride my colleague and look at his bushes. <laughs> like this right here. But you know what? Don't we do the same thing in our life? We don't want to move the ladder. I told Denise, I said, every time I go like this, I got to move the ladder. I got to move the ladder. I said, help me move the ladder. She's like, it's too heavy. You move the ladder. I'm going up, I'm going down, I'm going up, I'm going down. And I was like, man, what's going on here? So, man, when I got my rig going, I was pretty proud of that. I was going to take a picture and put it on Facebook, but I thought they'd fire me from my job. They probably said, that's not a thing we would, we would agree with, right? So, anyway, we get that done. The whole point of that is, we like taking shortcuts, don't we? There's nothing about bad about thinking smart and the ingenuity and all those things. And I was just doing a little Robin Caruso there. Is that who his name is? Did I mess it up? Robin? Robin Williams. No. <laughs> way too young. I, Dad got that one. <laughs> the guy that could make everything. Who? MacGyver. Let's go with MacGyver. MacGyver's much safer There you go. I was doing a little MacGyverism. There you go. Thank you. I like MacGyver. Years ago, they used to say I look like MacGyver. You got the same hair. That's it. I had duct tape. I got two of them. I can do anything with that. All right, coming back center line, coming back to the center line here. Anyway, what the whole point was that is that we turn around and we try to patch things and make things do that they don't supposed to do, amen? And we do that not only in, in everyday life, we do it in our spiritual walk. Well, I got an app for that, so I'll just listen to it sometime. And you download the app with all good intentions and listen to it, and you don't. Or you got a Bible and you say, man, that is nice. I even got my gold name on it and everything else, and that's good. But I haven't opened it in about three months. Or you got a loving church family that wants to see you every week, and you go, ah, but I'm going to go surfing today. Whatever the case. Ain't beating nobody up. I'm just trying to pull it around to what the main thing is. If you want to be pulled out of the pit, you need to know the one who's going to pull you out of the pit. If you want to walk with the Lord, you got to spend time with the Lord. If you want to build strength up in the Word, you got to read the Word. you got to speak the Word. That's all I'm saying. And a lot of times we try to put duct tape on our lives and different things like that to try to get on by. And you might get down the road a little further. Your bushes might be a little bit, you know, cut back a little bit. But the truth of it is, it's kind of wavering. It's kind of like this. And that's what life is. Sometimes we have some pitfalls. Sometimes we have some bumps and bruises and setbacks. But I want to tell you, God will still walk with you along the way. It's all about the foundation. Let's keep on rolling. So, we don't get pulled from the pit to walk alone. He sets our feet upon the rock to give us a, a firm foundation found on in Christ. Man, let me tell you what. Over and over, I think back about my life. And I've been in some interesting situations. I'm sure everybody else has here too. And I think when I see some of my friends that went down this road and I didn't, what was the difference? When I see something happens in this situation and it didn't happen in this situation, what is the difference? Are we leaning into that nudge of the Lord? There's many times I wanted to go do stuff and there's something, a check in my spirit, go, ooh, I don't think that's good. And there's many times I've had a check in my spirit and I go, I'm still going. And that wasn't good. Amen. But the more we listen and the more time we spend with the Lord and build from that foundation, the better we are about hearing from the Lord. Somebody say amen. amen. Look at this. He says, we have the word of the Lord as a place to stand firmly on the promises of God. You ever think about the promises of God? 
What would be one? If, if I ask somebody, I just say, tell me a promise of God. Somebody raise their hand. First promise you can take. Any promise, any of it. Somebody, somebody give me a promise. I, you know what? That was really cool. For you guys in here. Most everybody right this is he'll never leave you. You're never alone. That's comforting, isn't it? Because how many, if you knew, if you, if, if you had Jesus beside you and you could see him, would you take him everywhere you've been? No. Everybody's eyes are big. But guess what? You take him with you everywhere you go. In here. Think about that. So that's something else. But we got his word as, as that lamp unto our feet to show us the things that we should do and shouldn't do and all that. And I'm not preaching about good, bad, don't do this. I'm talking about a relationship, friends. I'm talking about the relationship in the Lord. And if we have the right relationship, guess what? We're going to make better choices. And guess what? Even when we have the right relationship like David did, sometimes he made bad choices. Sometimes I make bad choices. How about you? All the time. God is going to do what is best for us. Amen. Sometimes it's tough love. Sometimes it's holding us. Sometimes it's, we might be in the pit longer than we like to. Amen. But God is still in control. Let's keep on rolling here. I put on here, I says, have you put your faith in the rock of our salvation, Jesus Christ? That's the foundation. That's the very foundation right there. Always comes back to knowing the Lord. You know, folks will be listening to this later, and I pray when you guys uh, get a chance, share the message. Share the message, man. Who knows how God will use that? Do you know that God's word doesn't have an expiration date on it? It's not like a milk carton, you know? Got to get rid of it after three weeks. Let me tell you, as we see God's word unfold and unpack and lived out in our life, people want to know, what's going on in your life? Do people see a difference in your life now since you've been walking with the Lord? Than you did before. They should, right? They should see some changes. And I pray that they do. You know, some days are better than others, but we're going to walk it each day. Just take a step each day. And if you stumble, guess what? He's going to pull you out of the pit and he's going to walk with you. Anybody ever been on a cane, a walker, hop along? It's nice to have that steady, steady person there, right? Somebody coming alongside. That means everything. Let me tell you, friends, look look this way. Look to the person on this side. Look to the person on that side. You got somebody that will walk with you. Amen. But ultimately, we have the Lord that will guide you. I want you to hear that today. You have the Lord that will guide you in these situations. And I pray that the bottom line is we just need the Lord. Amen. So when the waves of life come in and try to carry us out too far, when the current of the world comes over and tries to take your breath away, and we start looking at different things and, and the winds of change try to blow us off course, Know that our anchor is the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, I know that, buddy. But there's no buts. This is the deal. When we know that, let's continue to grow in that. Keep seeking the Lord. Keep looking after the Lord. All right. So with that being said, what do we got next? How many people ready to go to the next slide? Somebody say, "Amen." A new song on my lips. How many people like singing? I didn't say you good singer because I didn't say that I'm a good singer. How many people like to sing? Amen. Joyful noise. How many know that there's probably a lot of stars right now that are singing in the shower? You know, this didn't need to be discovered. And, and here's something. Every time you think that you could do something good, go on YouTube. Somebody do it 20 times better. Isn't that crazy? That'll, that'll humble you, won't it? You know, I thought, man, playing guitar and stuff. I grew up playing guitar. And, you know, you, you, you're hanging with the top guys in the neighborhood. And then you go to work at a guitar shop and you find that you're just another notch on the guitar. But that's okay. 
Because you know what I chose to do? Instead of going, man, them guys are a lot better than me. I go, can you show me that? Can you show me that? Can you show me that? Man, I learned bluegrass, boogie-woogie, anything I could learn. I was just soaking it up, soaking it up, soaking it up, soaking it up. And that's how I feel like our heart should be a sponge to God's word. Hey, just don't learn one area about God. Know God, and you have all that. You have all those things. When you think of God, when you first think of God, what do you think of? What's the first word that pops in your head? Is it love? Is it, is it grace? Is it mercy? See, that, that, a lot of that, that first word is because of your foundation there. Is it wrath? See, let me tell you my first word of thinking about God when I was younger and, and didn't know the, the picture of that. I thought big. Second, angry. Just being honest. Because I was aware of my sin at an early age. How about you guys? So I, I, my, my thinking is, oh, this ain't good. I know God's perfect. I know God's big. I know this is coming from a young guy. But now, not that those things are not true because God is surely perfect. And, and he does have wrath. But I have to look at it in the right perspective because guess what? I'm in a different situation. How about you? I'm in the family now because of what Jesus Christ has done. I'm no longer out here. He's in here. You see what I'm saying? Because of what Christ has done, I can come what? Boldly to the throne of grace. Is anybody excited about that? Can you imagine that? Can you imagine you go back, you move out, right? You move out and you come back and you go to knock on your door and your folks say, who is it? Mom, it's me. Dad, it's me. What's your name? What? That would be weird, wouldn't it? But we act like that, don't we? Can you imagine that? But see, you're a child of God. The door is open. You can come boldly to the throne of grace. That's good news, man. I like that. I like it. When I go to my mother-in-law's house, I can just walk in. I don't want any surprises, so I go, hello. Right? Hello. But I know I'm welcome. You know? That's part of that relationship. How welcome do you feel in your church family? I pray that you do. Most people say, man, this is really laid back. That's good. How about in the family? Do you constantly feel like, well, I just don't measure up? Can you imagine like that? Our posture says a lot about our heart. It really does. You ever notice that? How do we come? Do we come to, to the Lord like do, do we just say, man, Lord? Or do we go, it's, it's, it's me. It's, uh, you know, God lives down such and such corner. I like when my kids talk to me. I say, hey, look at me, man. Talk to me. I want to see them ba- that face. Oh, yeah, don't do it. I'm doing okay. I want to see that. What's going on? Are we seeking the face of the Lord? Are we coming boldly to the throne of grace? Let me tell you what. When we know God, he will do a mighty work in our life. He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Man. Those songs that we share, many of them are songs that we've, we've written and stuff, and I'm thankful for that. And even the ones that we haven't written, that's somebody's song for the world, for you to sing and bring praise to our Heavenly Father. Man, I love that. It's hard to be mad and sing a song, isn't it? Jesus, lover of my soul. Jesus, I'll never let you go. Yeah, taking me from the world. You know, you don't do stuff like that. That was not in the script. I was just thinking. I mean, we don't do that. 
My little girl in the front room goes, we, we should have sat in the back. <laughs> you know, you know, I'm just teasing. I'm so glad you guys are here. But, you know, think about that. You said, that, that's be crazy. Maybe we need to do more phrasing, right? Jesus. Man, the next thing you know, you're doing this. Vacuuming. Lover of my soul. Yeah. Feather duster going. Jesus. Never let go. Yeah. I see you, Grandma. <laughs> but what I'm saying, if you got a song in your heart, now, you can still sing the blues, though, right? See, a lot of times that's all we do is sing the blues. Oh, ain't got no money. Mm-hmm. Keep pushing this room, baby. You know? But still, in that, at least you got a room to push. You got something to clean. There's always something you can find in there, right? You know? So what song are we singing? Look at this. The heart for God worships God. I love it. Bonnie come in here today. We were singing. She walked in like this. She came in like this. Next year. She was praising the Lord, man. Her heart is she loves praising the Lord. I just love, she's like, woo, I'm going to praise the Lord, I'm going to praise the Lord. That's it. You know, I've been to churches that don't raise their hand, and I've been to churches that all they do is raise their hand. We're kind of like this. <laughs> we got to stuff like this, you know. But whatever, you know, you don't have to jump up and down to praise the Lord. You can praise Him right from your seat. What I always say, hey, we're going to jump into the tunes a little bit today. We're going to praise the Lord. If you want to praise Him from your seat, that's fine. If not, you can praise Him from right where you are. You know, you can stand up, whatever. Because it's a heart condition. But that heart condition will manifest in other conditions. Amen? I love it, man, when you say Jesus. I say this all the time. You kids say Jesus. You say Jesus. You say Jesus. Man, teeth everywhere. That's good stuff, man. I'm happy about that. Even though mine's going about four different ways, it's all right. Jesus, that's good. Keep on going, man. How about this? It comes from a grateful heart when we worship God. How grateful are you about the things God has done for you? Do you recount those things that God has done for you? Do you think about those things? Man, I pull in here sometimes. I go, man, we get to go to church. We got some of the most amazing folks in our church family, and it's growing. God's doing that. That's cool. We get to play, get to play guitar. Right? I love that. I have people, I say, hey, man, you playing any guitar? I go, man, I play every week. Really? Where? Church. Come on now. Church. Come on. They go, oh, why don't they go, oh, yeah, that sounds good. They go, oh, what's O mean? Oh, we ain't coming. That's what it usually means, right? But that's all right. We still got room for you. But that's all right. Almost choked on my gum, everybody. Goodness gracious. My family loves that. We honor the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Man, how often do we praise the Lord? Not just outwardly, but inwardly. Are we thinking about, Lord, I'm so grateful for that. I tell you what, over the, over the years, I, I find myself praising the Lord for a full refrigerator, for a full pantry, you know, for 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 a three-legged dog that I love. Yes, for all my cats, you know, we got a lot. We don't need no more cats. I love cats too. For all those things, for my friends, for my family, that my mom stayed another day in her house. How about that? At eighty-eight, every day that my mother can stay in her home, I am grateful. Every day that my mom knows my name, I'm grateful. Sometimes I wish she wouldn't know my name as much as she knows my name. Buddy, 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 buddy. But I'm thankful, you know. I'm thankful that she could write a note and said, you know, we need to get those uh, lights. My mom has a little chandelier that is about 468 years old. <laughs> and, yeah, and one of the little lenses on her broke. And every day I go, she goes, did you find one of those lens covers? I said, I'm still looking on it. 
If they ever pull up, you know, like the Mayflower or something like that, I might be able to get something on there. I don't know. But there's little things that sometimes can go like this when you really think about it. You go like this. That makes sense? Some of the very things, you know, I, I had a friend of mine. I still have a friend of mine that uh, she lost her husband at a young age. And she used to stay with us from time to time and different things like that. And we'd be riding and something. I said, yeah, I got to do this when I get home. And something. she said, she would level the playing ground, she said. Sure was my husband was here so I can argue with him one more time. Meaning, count your blessings. You know what? We, we, we just, you know, we just take things for granted. Take things for granted. And something else I found out. I've been looking in the mirror a little bit. Spiritually and physically. And once you turn 52, things pick up speed. I'm like, what is this line doing there? What's going on with this? What's going on with this? And what I'm saying all that about is this. Time's going by. Things are changing. I can't do what I used to could. You know what we used to could? My dad did. Oh, used to could. Used to could do everything. Right? But that's all right. But I know that's a progression. But I also know this. When I leave here, I'm going to have a brand new body. How about you guys? No aches and pains. No this and that. Everything else. And sometimes when people, when you feel good, people want to try to find something wrong with you. I told you I went to the car show yesterday. The guy said, you had the knees done, didn't you? I said, yes, sir, I did. I said, you going to get your knee done? He goes, no, it's all right. I said, okay. I mean, you know, they can work on those things. And he says, is it 100%? I said, 100%. He said, really, it's 100%. I said, it's 200%. I got both of them done. <laughs> it's like he wanted it to be bad. I'm like, Who you, you want me to live with it? I'm going to try to walk with you. Encourage it. It's funny, man. So, again, when we look to others for, for, for comfort, you may not find that. But you can always look to God for comfort. Are you thankful? Are you giving him praise? And soon as somebody, how, how, did, how did that happen? I said, man, I had a lot of people praying for me. God is so good. God gives those doctors technology, different things like that. Man, I am so grateful. Always with a grateful heart, amen? I hope that you guys are grateful as well. Let's see what else we got in here. We declare his wonders and his tender mercy. Man, how many people are glad that God has tender mercy? How many are glad that you don't get what you deserve? I'm going to take a drink of water on that one. Somebody say amen. Mm-mm-mm. Did you ever think what you would get if you got what you deserve? I can tell you real fast. Hell. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Right? The wages of, of sin is what? Death. Good thing you didn't stop right there. Amen? But a free gift of eternal life is through Jesus Christ. The gift of God. Through his son, Jesus Christ. So no matter if you're under pressure, if you're overdone, all these things, take a minute to give God praise. Take a second to encourage somebody in the Lord. Take a second and read a little bit this week. This is your homework, right? Psalm 40, look through there. David was mentioned in the Bible more than anybody else but the Lord Jesus Christ himself. I'm so thankful that the, the Lord chose to, to, to use his life and many others do the Bible. Will he use your life? Absolutely. And he didn't just sugarcoat the good parts. We got to see everything in David's life. I think that's why we relate to him. I, relate, I can relate to David. I'm using, yeah. This that another thing. Falling short here. I can relate to that. Those things here. And there's things, still things that I'm striving for. And ultimately our role model is Jesus. 
However, God was gracious enough to show us how he would use the everyday guy when he turns your hearts to him. Are we turning our heart to the Lord? What do we do when those waves come in? Look, look at this. God lifted him up out of despair. He set his feet on the solid ground. What else do we have here? He steadied him as he walked and put a new song of praise on his lips. Those are some things that we can take with us from today and realize that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. To realize no matter what you're going through, God is still there. The number one answer I heard when I asked when you think of God, what they said today, he'll never leave me. Let's go with that. There's so much more, but let's start with that. He will never leave you or forsake you. He'll hear you cry. He'll bring grace and forgiveness. He's got tender mercy. He loves you. How much does he love you? This much. That Jesus Christ laid his life down for you. Let's go back to right here. What song are you singing today? Are you singing a song of praise? Or are you singing a song of, oh, me, poor old me again? This is me again. Man. Have you ever noticed if you keep singing the same song, your circle of friends will shrink? Amen? People don't mind you singing a song, but they don't want to hear the same song about poor old me. I'll tell you what. Some people don't really want to hear about the Lord all the time. But keep singing. Amen? One other note. I was coming back from my mom's other day, rode a motorcycle. I said, all right, I'm going to get some gas. And I'm one of those lazy gas pumpers. I don't get off the motorcycle. So I'm doing this. I said, okay, I'm going to round it up to that dollar. Gas everywhere. And I thought, that engine's hot. I just sprayed gas over everything, everything, everywhere. And before I even got that thing, this guy jumped out, grabbed some stuff, started wiping my bike down. He goes, man, are you all right? I go, yeah, yeah. And, and he's one of these, man, I like that bike. I said, me too. I got lost it just then. He said, how's that tied in? In the midst of that second right there, it flashed for two miles. Where would I go? I'd be with the Lord. But even in my stupidness, falling short and everything, God had somebody already there. This guy, I didn't even know the guy. And I'm usually watching people. I'm a people watcher. But I was watching that gauge. Okay, $8, $8.75, you know. What's the big deal if it wasn't $9? But man, I, I wanted to get it just so. I was so focused on something that didn't matter, see what I'm saying? That it could have been a big deal. It was hot out, everything else. But even when I was focused on the wrong thing, God was focused on me. And sometimes God will use somebody else at the next pump over at the next place to come over and help. Lord, help us to be that person that is looking back and forth where we can be a blessing, but ultimately looking and listening for what you have for us. Even though we're under pressure, look. Take it a step at a time, day by day. Trust God and look how he comes back to bless us and be with us. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you today that yes, many times we're under pressure. Sometimes it's self-inflicted. Sometimes it's things where we just got our eyes on the wrong thing. But you still protect us. You still go before us, Lord. You still help us. And so if there's somebody here today just feel like this pressure is way too great. Let me tell you about the greatest 
way to ease that is to come to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ by putting our faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. You say, buddy, what does that mean? Look, the Bible tells us all of sin and fall short of glory of God. What does that mean? I'm just going to talk it right on down. Look, man, we miss the mark. We blow it. Why do we sin? Because we are born into sin. But we can be reborn into grace and mercy and victory. Through the sacrifice of Christ. It's not about what you've done. It's about what he's done. But right now, it's about what you will do with this information. Will you trust God to come into your life? Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Do you believe that Jesus Christ poured his blood out to purchase us out of our sin debt? Make it personal. Purchase you out of your sin debt. Will you ask him, do you believe in that? Do you trust that? Will you, you, your faith align with the word of God and say, God, I need you. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. Today, Lord, I'm calling on your name to save me. And the Bible says, and whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. He will see you with the Spirit. And then walk it out. Dig into the Word. Find a church that's preaching the Word of God. And grow in that relationship because God has a mission for you. God has something that He wants to use you for. That you were created for a time such as this. Your birthday didn't fall on the wrong day. You weren't born in the wrong year. God knows where you're at today. He knows where you're at tomorrow. Take advantage of that. Make every day count for the Lord that brings forth eternal dividends. And everybody said, amen. I'm going to sign out to our friends. I hope everybody enjoyed the message today. Ask you to please share this. Check out our website at keepthepromise.org to listen to some of the past messages. And look, let me tell you, you can be under pressure, but you can be overcomers in Jesus. You guys have a great day. We love you. Amen. All right.